Hello, you're listening to Beyond the Dress Sites podcast with Dr. Izini Meribe. On today's podcast, I have Remy Owaduku, who is also a health coach. Most importantly, lost 40 kg over time and has not gained it back. Now, why did I invite Remy to the show? I want us to talk about recovery through nutrition, which is the series that we're focusing on. Before Remy lost weight, she was dealing with migraines, you know, having um, menstrual periods that lasted two weeks to two months. She had done all sorts of scans, all sorts of tests, and they couldn't see anything. She needed legs to turn to sleep. She had high blood pressure. There was nothing that the doctors could do for her. But until the day Remy stood up and said, I am in charge of my life, like she finally got to see herself in the mirror. And you know, it's funny because a lot of us are currently there or have been there. You are not taking care of yourself, but you never stand up to acknowledge yourself, like face your situation, face your stuff, like I can said face your stuff. So Remy was at, at that point where she was gaining weight, but she never ever for once stood in the mirror to see what she looked like. She would just see her face and walk away. And I imagine that a lot of us are there. So why am I bringing this recovery through nutrition series? I want you guys to start seeing food in a different way. Food, for a lot of us, as women especially, has become an acceptable addiction. Something that we reach out to even without thinking. But God designed food in a different way. God designed food to empower to feed, to nourish, you know, and to take you to your next level at all times. One of the things Remy also said that that is worth sharing was when she said, I know what I need to do to get through my day. And I know that I need to eat in a way that helps me achieve what I want to achieve every single day. Now, my job here is not to repeat the entire episode. My job is to get you excited to listen to this episode and I can't wait to hear your feedback. So let's get in, dive in and enjoy. Don't forget, as I always say, if you need to take notes, feel free, take notes, have a good time and go back and reflect on the things you have learned and the things that you need to implement because that's the goal of this podcast, changing your life with every episode. Remy Omadoku is a highly sought-after thought leader and coach. She is a four-time Amazon best-selling author for the books, How I Lost 40 KG, The Journey That Changed My Life, Why Are You Still Fat, Mentorless, Attract, Retain, and Make the Best of Mentoring Relationships, and Total Makeover. You deserve to live your best life. She was listed as one of the hundreds most inspiring Nigerian women in 2018 by Leading Ladies Africa and Why Niger. Her mobile game, Fat Girl, got her nominated for her Network Women of the Year Award in the Women in Technology category. When Remy is not working with individuals to build a sustainable and profitable personal brand or helping them design a healthier lifestyle, she's either helping small businesses connect with their audience through storytelling, assessing their current methods while working as a lead consultant or conducting training with multinationals. A thought leader who is committed to empowering others with her too late to be nobody movement, Remy uses her story and experiences to empower others to live their best life irrespective of their history. She's half Brazilian, half Nigerian, and certified as a health coach from the biggest nutrition school in the world, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and also certified as a life coach and master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming. I should have started with saying, Remy is an award-winning, four-time Amazon best-selling author. Hello, Remy. Welcome to Beyond the Dress Size podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. Thank you for the invitation. I'm excited to be here. 
talk to me. I'm excited to have you. I remember the first time I stumbled into the world of social entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I started checking people who were in my industry and I Googled Remy and I'm like, Jesus, who is this lady? <laughs> really? <laughs> I copied your website then and sent to my sent to my younger sister and she looked at everything and she was like, try it. This life is a pot of beans. <laughs> I remember, you know, I've, I've met your sister. I still haven't met you in person. So we need to work on that. I, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. She told me. <laughs> she told me. So, yes, yeah. exciting times are here. It is. I'm amazed at how far everyone has come, you know. Yes. So tell us. Remy is reinvention personified. So we're going to be hearing more about her today. So tell us how you moved from... Remy Buttons, losing weight, transforming your life. Remy has not even gained half a kg since then. <laughs> and then she moved to Total Makeover. From Total Makeover program, Remy has the too late to be nobody movement. And she also has a personal brand, Remy Owadu. How did it all start? Well, well, a lot of people ask this question because I think they think that all of this was somehow planned. Oh. And, you know, I like to take all the credits for it that, oh, you know, I was so smart, I was so intelligent, I sat down and it. But that's not true. <laughs> so for me, buttons, it wasn't planned. I always liked to sketch. I always liked to draw. But I never did anything with it. You know, it was my mom who was like, you know, you need to do something with all of these things that you're living around. And I decided that I should just start doing something. And that's how the fashion thing was born. So it's not like I had this plan as a child growing up that I wanted to be this popular fashion designer and I had this 10-year plan. It was never like that. And after I left fashion... I stumbled onto health coaching by by error. <laughs> it was out of sheer necessity. I had to pay for a masterclass and I had to look inward to see what I could offer because I didn't want to borrow money. Mm. You know, so I had to look within, like, okay, what can I do? What service can I offer? And then I started checking. And like, in the last two weeks, I've had at least 10 people asking me to help them with weight loss. So, you know, maybe I should just get like two people, you know, get them to pay me just so I can pay for the class. So that in the class, I can discover what I can make money from. <laughs> <laughs> that was all. That was that was the plan. The plan was for me to just, you know, help people lose weight, get like 50K from it, and just, you know, move, go and learn so much from the class. That, if you see the way I was taking notes at that class, because that was like my last resort. And there was no way I was getting money from it. So I had to just consume mm. all the information there and hopefully make money. And then I realized that I was just sitting on a gold mine. Yeah. And that's how that started. For too late to be nobody, gosh. <laughs> it actually started from a conversation with a mentor. You know, I was considering actually closing um, one of one arm of my business. And, you know, I was ranting. I was complaining. I was angry. I'm like, this is too much work, blah, 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 blah. And he was just listening to me just make noise. And then he just said, you need to, you need, you need to stop complaining. You know, a lot of people are dying to have the opportunity that you have to influence people, blah, 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 blah. You know, you need to sit up, you need to wake up because it's too late to be nobody. Mm. That is exactly how it happened. He, he ended that rant with it's too late to be nobody. <laughs> and like, oh my God. You know, till today, I don't remember half of the things that he said. Mm-hmm. I just remember that last line. Too late to be nobody. Yes, I just remember that last line. And it's funny because the year after, he was like, he called me and he was commending me for you know, the movement, and he was like, well, how did this come about? I'm like, you don't remember? I had no idea it was him. I'm serious, like, you don't remember? He's like, remember what? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I was reset, he doesn't remember. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. I remember, that's what, that's what matters. So I would say that most of my thing has 
actually be intuitive, not planned. And it, it might sound funny, counterintuitive, because I'm always able to plan. <laughs> so, and here I'm telling people that most of the things I stumbled into that gave me my best results were actually not were not planned. But I'll say that, like you said, for reinvention, I've always believed that my purpose, fulfilling my purpose, was never tied to one specific career. I believe that tomorrow, if I decided that I want to sell Akara at the corner of Igudu Road, I will still be successful. I will still impact people. I will still make a difference. I just feel that I can always express my gifts and my purpose in multiple ways. So I'm not a believer of, oh, I have to be a nurse, or I have to be a carpenter, or I have to be a hairdresser. No, I can be any of these things at different points in my life and still be fulfilling purpose, right? So they're all different vehicles to the same destination, all right? So, you know, you can go in a Ferrari or you can go in a truck, you know, you can go in a BMW or you can go in a Volkswagen. So for me, it's never really about, oh my God, if it's not this thing, my life has ended. No. And I, I like to see myself as still very young. <laughs> and I, I want to get to the end of life. I feel like I maximized my time here and I took risks and I made things happen and I tried things, you know. Yeah. I've tried so many things. The things that people hear about, I think that actually, you know, were successful to some degree. There was there were many failures. So so yeah, that's what I think about. So when people say the queen of invention, I feel like you see tomorrow I can't even promise you that tomorrow I'm not going to change my mind and come up with something else. For me what's important is am I still impacting people? Am I still making a difference? Yeah. However that's happening. Yeah. It's not my concern. I'm glad you said that because just yesterday I was telling um, a friend that, you know, this whole thing about, oh, niche down till it hurts. I think it also it's also hurting us in return because there's a, lot, <laughs> there's a lot of ways you can be a blessing to people. And so when you decide, oh, I just want to niche down, this is the only thing I can do, it can be crippling at the end of the day mm-hmm. because a lot of us are multi-passionate. Like you have a lot of things inside of you that you want to use to bless people, but you start wondering, okay, so I'm a weight loss coach. I have to do it under weight loss. It just has to be under weight loss. This is the only thing I want to be known for. I can't be identified by any other thing. Yes, I think I think that's because they usually tell us to focus, mm. right? And truly, focus helps. You know, it gives you clarity and it helps you put all of the energies towards a specific direction. And I would say that, all of the times that I started, I was focusing on one thing. So when it was just fashion, it was just fashion. Yeah. Then when it was just health coaching, it was just health coaching. So I think that when I was able to build the foundation, that I was able to spread my wings. It's, it's you know when you don't have a foundation on anything, then it becomes hard to manage. You know you you are exhausting your resources financially, mentally, physically. So yes, I still do believe that in the beginning. Niching down is good. Yes. Let people know you for that thing you've niched down for. I always tell people, tomorrow Sufit says that he wants to sell Gary or Slippers. We'll go and buy it. You know, he doesn't think the fact that he was an awesome musician, right? But he didn't start everything together and confusing people. Like, okay, so are you selling Gary or are you singing? Yeah. You understand? He was able to become, establish himself as an authority in one specific thing and then decided to spread his wings into other things. So when you were taking steps through reinvention, did you ever have those questions come up like, or people come to you and say, ah, it's not really me again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always had <laughs> doubters. I've always had naysayers. Um, they've always been a part of my existence, I think. And audibly so. Sometimes you have naysayers that you don't know about. But mine was very early because, you know, I don't have a university degree. And so I've always been a troublemaker. It's have tea. <laughs> So it's been a while that people have been like, oh, it's not really, what does she know? What's she qualified to do? I mean, she's writing a book, are you serious? She got D's in English in high school, mm-hmm. you know? So, yes, 
but it never really bothered me though. One thing that I learned early is to live with myself and my decisions. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what other people think. Um, as far as I have peace within me, then I'm going for it. And I, was, I, w- I wouldn't say that it was something that came easily for me. My mom is the last child, and so my cousins are much older than I am. I have cousins that are 20 years older who have kids that are almost my age. So from an early age, I saw them regret things that I, I said, like, like <laughs> I can't be seeing all of this happening and still be stupid. All right, so I discovered it like, oh, I wish I didn't listen to this person. I wish that I didn't care about this person's opinion. I wish that I fought for the things that I believed in. And so if you're seeing all of these things before you, why would you not go and let that thing happen? So I'm like, you know what, it's going to be difficult. We're going to have fights. You hate me for like one year. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go to bed and I'm be satisfied with my decision. You know, so I don't want to take credit and say, oh, because I'm so, so wonderful. No. I, I was able to, to interact with people who are much older. Even till today, most of my friends are much, 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 much older than I am. Because it helps me keep things into perspective about what's important and what isn't uh, right now. Because a lot of things we see them now, like, oh, wow, we're safe, but they're not, they're not relevant. They're important in the moment, but in the end, in the long term, they're insignificant. Maybe one year from now, they don't even matter. Yes, they don't matter. So having older people around me have, has helped me keep things in, in better perspective, I'll say. So I give them all the credit for that. So yes, naysayers are there, they're welcome. But I learned earlier that they don't really matter. So having a a multitude of wise counsel is important. Yes. So tell us, what inspired your weight loss journey? I know it's in that book, but... Yes, 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 yes. It was my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend called me fat and I wanted to prove to him that, I said, who the hell are you talking about? So it wasn't exactly a very... It helped me get the results I wanted Mm. in the short term, but it wasn't very... um, It wasn't a progressive or positive way to to lose weight. So after I lost 40 kilos, so what happened was for the for the longest time, I was in denial about how big I was. I was in denial about um, my size. I just felt, okay, I'm chubby, I'm big bone, but I never really thought that I was overweight or obese. Um, you know, boys were still toasting me, you know, I see tailors were still making my clothes, my clothes. So it didn't feel like, oh, anything was wrong. Um, so one day he, you know, we were, we're going to the supermarket and at the parking lot of the supermarket, he started pointing out people. And I was a very nasty, overweight girl because I used to always yap fast people. Me, I was fat, but I was yapping fast people. You know, I'm like, oh, look at that fat woman, look at that. You know, she can't even walk away. Look at the way she's dressing. That doesn't even fit her. So we're in the car and he started pointing out people that I would normally yap. And he was telling me, see that lady over there, she's bigger than you. You are bigger than her. That lady over there, that's exactly how you walk. Oh, that lady over there, she, she dresses better than you dress, you know. And I was really upset at the manner in which he was. I felt that he was just trying to break my spirit. <laughs> you know, well, he succeeded. So I was really angry and I just wanted to, to prove to him that I could lose weight. Now, when I got home that day, it was the first time that I looked in the mirror and actually saw that I was weak. Mm. Before then, I would just look at the mirror and look at my face, my hair and go out. You know, I never really looked at my body. So that conversation in the car that they made me go and look in the mirror, you know, I see that, oh, wow, girl, you are really overweight. And um, that's what inspired my weight loss journey. Though when I lost weight, we met because we're no longer together. We met and I, I just wanted him to just say, I lose weight. That was it. <laughs> so after the encounter, I'm like, oh, you did well, well done. And I went home and I just felt empty. I felt like, wow. So 
I've lost weight now for these idiots. No accolades. Exactly. And so, <laughs> so what next now? My life has okay. So I didn't have anything to aspire to. I didn't have anything to keep me going. Nothing. I was not even excited about the fact that I could wear clothes because that was never the reason for losing weight in the first place, you know. So after that, I got actually got into depression. I was depressed for a long time after after losing weight, and I didn't know what to do with my with myself, you know. And I was also going through the fact that I was transitioning. Well, I don't like to call my career then as transitioning because transitioning usually means that you know where you're going to from where you're coming from, but I didn't. <laughs> so I was kind of lost in the car. So I was, I was going through a lot of things at the time. So my recommendation would always be for people to let it be about you mm-hmm. and uh, let your let your goals be long term. I mean, the short term goals are nice, like you know, have that dress, go to that party, but you really do want your health associated goals to be long term. So I caught to that place where you said, whenever you looked at the mirror, you just paid attention to your face and your hair, and you were out. Right. Yes. And it also it also makes me think that maybe you had been gaining weight over time and you are not even paying attention. Is that a possibility? Oh yes. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I was growing like five kg every six months, steadily. I mean, I would wear clothes and they would stop fitting, and they would stop fitting. And for me, it wasn't a problem. I was like, oh, this person is not fitting me. I need to get new clothes. It's not like I was like depressed, like oh my god, this person fit. No, I was fine. I was, I was fine. <laughs> I mean, as long as I was, I, I could still find clothes my size, I was fine. And that's the danger of uh, of the familiar place. You know, you already know what to do. Oh, okay. Wait, okay. This, this, you just find the easiest of. I just took the path of least resistance, which was buying new clothes. It was easier than losing weight. So, what were the habits that led you to that point where you said you were gaining five kg every six months? When you look back now, can you think of anything? I think that I got addicted to food. So if I was happy, I would eat. If I was sad, I would eat. So food was my pacifier, my Jesus, my Satan, my everything. So, <laughs> so food, food. I just went to food. Food did not judge me. Food did not think I was fat. Food did not think I was ugly. You know, food did not make me feel bad about myself. So food was my companion. So I went to food for everything. The thing about responding to life with food is that even when you have nothing to respond to, you've already created a habit of eating anyways. Mm. So you just start eating. So it's not like that. It's not, it now goes from conscious competence to unconscious competence where you don't really need to think anymore. Your body is like an autopilot. Oh, it's five o'clock. It's time to eat. Oh, it's six o'clock. It's time to eat. Yeah, because it's habit. Yes. It's like waking up in the morning and the first thing you do is drink water. Exactly. It just becomes autopilot. So you, you don't really even have to think about it. That, oh, I'm going to eat right now. Sometimes people sit and ask, what they don't even remember because everything is on autopilot. And we think that they're just fooling around. They really genuinely don't remember. And most of them tell you I've not eaten. Yes, they'll tell you because they don't even remember because they did not consciously go and say, oh, I'm going to go and Exactly. But they just did it unconsciously. So, most times they don't remember. Yeah. So as a health coach working with patients, working with <laughs> clients, right? What has been your experience when it comes to our relationship with food? Like we live in denial when it comes to food. We use food to soothe everything. So how do you get people to see differently, to see food differently? Well, I think I think the one thing that I've been able to do with my clients is to help them understand what triggers them to eat. Okay. You know, I think that that's very important. So a, lot of, a lot of us don't understand our relationship with food. Mm. We don't understand how it came about. We don't understand, you know, 
we cannot trace it back to anything significant. We just think, oh, I'm hungry and I eat. Yes. Right. So for me, I think that when I try to help them, is try and understand how did you develop this relationship with food? Because you must have it started from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, was it from you growing up and your mother telling you, you know, their children starving in Africa, so you must finish this food? Or did it come from your parent you sharing one meal a day with your siblings and not having any other food options? You know, what happened? So I try to help them understand that first and then help them control those triggers. Okay. And then for some other people, it could be emotional abuse. It could be trauma. Mm -hmm. It could be um, some relationship that didn't go well in the past. And so they're trying to fill that void Mm -hmm. or trying to avoid dealing with the issue. Mm -hmm. So some people deal with their issues by doing things that distract them. It could be drinking. For some people, they use food to distract them from dealing with the core issues. True, true. So what's your question? Yeah, so for people who are finding it hard to, you know, address the core issue, okay, how do we help them come to that point where... Because I feel like for a lot of people, these core issues have been buried. Yes. So it takes extra to, you know, awaken it and say, okay, oh, so this is what I have been trying to address, but instead I have been eating. Yes. I think, I think that in cases like this, it's very, very important for the client to be open and honest. Okay. Now the challenge is that a lot of people, even when they come to meet us for help, they just believe that all they need is a meal plan. To count calories. Ah. Exactly. That's, that's their belief. So when you even start asking them questions, they don't want to answer the questions because they feel, why are you asking me this personal question? I've been there. Why are you asking me about my relationship with my husband? Yeah. Why are you asking me about my relationship with my father? Why are you asking me if I've ever had any form of abuse? I say, hello, I'm paying you to give me a meal plan, an exercise plan, please. Right. So if there's no honesty, I can't help you. And that's the first thing I can say. If you, if you know that you have any problems, I will, no, they are not the best person. I will even recommend them to other people. Tr- trust me, there are tons of tons of people who do not care about your emotional well-being. Yes. They would, I mean, everybody everybody knows what to do to lose weight. On if I mean, if you miss the average person, I tell them, oh, do you know what? So tell them, oh, yes, I'll stop eating this, stop eating this. Exercise. Yeah, it's not. It's not. A, it's not rocket science. The thing now is, how do you live a healthy life, and how do you ensure that after you've lost weight, that weight doesn't come back? Yeah, right. So it's an entire process. So the first thing I would say is they have to be open and honest. You cannot help somebody who's not who's not open and honest, and you cannot you cannot um, what's it called? You can't resolve something that you cannot measure. So we need to know exactly what this. Okay, this oh this is what the problem is. Then we now know how to address it. I wouldn't say that they're all, they're all problems that I know how to resolve personally. There's some issues that are beyond me that I recommend them to other experts. You know, yeah. You know, we have some people who are, who are diagnosed bipolar. Who discovered that they are bipolar by, by working with me? Uh, we have people who have different issues. So we now start recommending them to people who can give them the proper treatment, right? So we're not going to take cases that we, we cannot handle. Yeah. But we can only know what your challenge is if you're open and honest with us. Yeah, I find that people actually do get irritated when I start going into those deeper issues, like asking those questions, because they're like, hello, like you said, it's just meal plans. I keep saying, if it was just about meal plan, nobody would be struggling with weight loss. It's on the internet. Yeah, so I say, yeah, if you even if you are in India, if you are in China, if you go on Google, you will see a, a weight loss meal plan that suits your current location and region and taste buds, everything. Yeah. But if it was just about meal plan, you won't... Half six out of ten women will not be saying I'm trying to lose weight. So yes, honesty is key. We can't help you without being honest. So each person has their own individual, you know, everybody has their own different challenges. 
right? Yeah. So you can't use one person's challenge to, to resolve everybody's problems. So honesty is definitely key. Once they're open and honest, and we now know how we can help them. Yeah, and sometimes losing weight can be multidisciplinary in the sense that you need more than just a weight loss coach or a health coach to help you in the case in the event that you need them therapy for maybe emotional issues or mental health issues which people don't like to acknowledge then you know that it's become something that more people need to come into okay so how did this process influence the people around you like process of reinvention losing weight how did this influence people around you and your relationships? I think that in terms of influencing people, I, I think that I kind of gave people psychological permission to do more with themselves and their lives. Um, I think that all of us grew up in, in a society where you feel, oh, you're supposed to be this, this, or this, or you're nothing. Um, you're supposed to try this only and nothing. So when people see one person who is constantly trying different things and succeeding at it to some extent, it makes them feel that they can do more with their life. And I think that that's what people like, you know, and I'm not one person. I'm, I'm, I'm an everyday person. I'm somebody that they can see, they've seen, they've touched. Most people have followed my story from when I was a fashion designer. So for them, seeing me evolve has shown to them that they can also evolve. Yeah. So I think that that's one part of my life. And just at least that's if you asking me, I think we probably need to ask the other people. <laughs> the people who are inspired and influenced, what is it that they see? But from my feedback so far, I'll think I'll say that the father people realize that I mean, this girl is not stopping. This girl is not letting the fact that she doesn't have a degree stop her. She's not letting the fact that, you know, things have not always been rosy stop her. She just keeps going. So and for me, I want to live my best life so that other people can can see that they can they, they too can live their best lives. So that that I would say that that's my mission. Yeah. I think you already touched on this, but I wanted to know because whenever I find that from my own experience, from my client's experience, whenever women are struggling with weight gain, we tend to tolerate a lot of other terrible things. We tend to just let people, you know, use us, walk over us. So what did you discover about yourself, the things that you needed to let go of, your own personal strengths and the things that you had been tolerating? Well, one thing I know that the first thing I noticed was the quality of my relationships. Because I was overweight, there were other things that attached to it, the cousins, like low self-esteem, my confidence was almost zero. Uh, So because of that, I was attracting people who would always prey on me Mm -hmm. and people who did not respect me because I didn't respect myself. So obviously I had people that did not respect me with people who were in my life. right? And even when I met people that wanted to respect me, I didn't know how to deal with them. So I I just sabotaged those relationships. Um, So the first thing I definitely noticed was when I started respecting myself more, when I started loving myself more, when my self-esteem started going higher, my relationships automatically began to change. I stopped tolerating rubbish from people. Mm-hmm. And I started demanding respect and higher standards from myself and from other people. You know, before, if you found us overweight, we talked to me anyhow, I'll, be, I'll, I'll still be, even be begging you, so I'll be blushing, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be shy. After I lost you, people now complain that me are too rude. They're like, it's because you don't know me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so people who don't know me automatically say it's rude, mm. she's saucy. She's, but I'm nice to my friends. People who know me know that I'm nice. But I don't go around trying to kiss ass. Mm. You know, I, if you respect me, I respect you. You know, I'm not going to go out of my way to please you because I want you in my life, which is something I would have done when I was overweight. Yeah. So definitely you attract a new breed of people in your life where you start respecting yourself. And it's not necessarily attached to your weight, right? Some people are overweight. They, are, they, they have a reasonable amount of self, good self-esteem. 
right? But for me, I'm talking from my experience. Yeah. My self-esteem was attached to how I was looking, how it was affecting my health as, as well. So it wasn't just about my physical appearance now, but how it was affecting my health. Um, and so I was accepting a lot of nonsense from people. So that was the first thing that I that I noticed was changing. And because I lost weight, and for me, losing weight was such a huge, huge... It was something that I thought I would never be able to do. At, at best, I was aiming for 5 kg. So I did, 40 kg was not even anywhere close to what I thought I could do. Now, because I was able to do that... I automatically, I honestly believe at some point that if I jumped out the window, I would, I would fly. I would not fall. <laughs> you grew in jelly wings overnight. I'm telling you, I just started feeling like, man, there's nothing I want to set my mind to do that I'm not going to accomplish. Like, nothing is impossible. Like, I can do anything I set my mind to do. So, because of that, I had a new level of confidence. I had a new level of work ethic, determination. I was on top of the world. And so that's why I would, I would not trade it for anything. Yeah, I know someone is listening now. A person is like 40 kg. How? And she has not gained it back. So, <laughs> Remy, how? How come you don't gain it back? Well, you know, the, and like I said, when I lost 40 kg the first time, and I, go, I went into depression because I didn't know what else. I didn't have anything, to, nobody to impress or prove a point to. I, I added 10 kilos. Okay. But I lost 10 kilos in about three months after that. And then I've been able to keep it up ever since. Um, and I, I like to keep build forgiveness into my life. So, even after I'd gotten to to 70 kg, I was still going to like 67, you know, 66, 68, just so that Christmas period, traveling, you know, you want to go and do party, I want to go over my my weight, ideal weight of 70 kilos. So I would say that I always had to remind myself why I took made the decision to keep the weight off, right? Why being healthy was important to me. My father died of what I, I believe was a a sickness that was preventable. Yeah. You know. Uh, and so for me, it's, I, I'm like, see, I don't want to leave my children early because I decided to be careless because I wanted to enjoy life in quotes. You know, so, and I want to be old, gray, and healthy. The last thing I want is to be old and sick and then inconveniencing my children and grandchildren. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want them to think of me and be like, oh my God, I just want to die. My wallet is too much safe. I don't want that. Um, so I'm constantly trying to remind myself, not if I don't like the good things of life, and I don't want to sound like being healthy is, is like, you know, we, we have this, people have this thing of healthy means punishment, healthy means... I was coming to that. <laughs> yeah. So no, I don't, I'm just saying this now in the worldly <laughs> language, but yeah, I have learned to see food as something that nourishes my body. So if I'm looking at a plate and I'm like, I'm not seeing how this is adding any value to my body right now. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not attracted to it. It, it just looks funny to me. Like, okay, if I eat this now, I'll feel good for like five minutes and then I'll have to try and see how I can get out of my system. No, no. Right? But it took a while to get to get there. So I, I would just say that people need to be patient with themselves. Right? People just expect that, oh, I want to change yeah. my lifestyle so by tomorrow I'm going to feel like eating sweet potatoes. No. <laughs> your body is still going to be crying and craving for the things that your body is accustomed to having is used to yeah yeah so i was going to say because you said you wanted to enjoy life and somebody's going to be listening and be like remy you want to enjoy life but you cannot be eating everything at the same time <laughs> how, how, how are they related but the thing people refuse to understand is you want to enjoy life but you also want to be responsible with food 
Mm-hmm. Food is not just for nourishment, but for for empowerment as well, for longevity. So while you're eating food, you're paying attention to how is this serving me in the long term? You know, when we talk about having a relationship with food, for many people, food relates with their body differently. So there are things I eat now and I'll feel so crippled, emotionally down, yeah. no energy. Someone else may eat it and be jumping up and down, yeah. right? Yeah. So when it comes to enjoying life, enjoying life is that every time I eat, I feel good, I feel empowered. Yes, there are times that you just eat that thing that you know does not empower you. But does it make up 90% of your life or 10% of your life? That's what really matters. True. And I, I, like I said, I have to even correct myself. Because when you say enjoy life, people are like, okay, so are you suffering right now? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I really, like you said, I mean, for me, food is to feed me, to make me feel good. You know, And because of the amount of work I put out, because of the amount of the peace of mind that I need to, be productive and creative, I can't afford to eat anyhow. Yes. So it's, it's, it's not a matter of, man, where I'm going to is far. I cannot afford to take this, to do this right now. You know, I don't drink, not because there's, there's not, alcohol is not nice, you know, but because I just think like, man, if I take this thing right now, I'm going to be disoriented for the whole day. And tomorrow I have to, I have to put out work, you know. So it's important for whatever you are doing, like you said, for longevity, you want to make sure that in the next 20 years, whatever you're eating today is, is not here. Your body is not paying for it because it's going to pay for it at some point. It's, and three days detox might not be able to save you. So <laughs> yeah. you need to think of the long term. Yeah. I mean, and so enjoying your life should be you taking care of your body for it to take to that place you want to go. It's like I said, well, I, want to, I want to live till I'm gray. I want to have grandchildren. You, you, you can't have all these things if you're eating anyhow. Yes. You can't eat so you can have it. So it's either the food is paying you or you're paying the food. You choose one. Exactly. You choose one. And there's so many ways to enjoy food by the way itself. Yeah. Is, stop making it look as if it's one boring thing. That, you know, if it's healthy, it's sad. No. 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 <laughs> Do your research. No. Yeah. And there are lots of options out there. If you choose to go out of the norm of the regular things, the options are available. Yes. You get more creative in the kitchen. You enjoy more burst of flavors, which people are actually missing. People are actually addicted to the salt and sugar flavors. So it's the same old, same old, same old, same old. So yeah. your food is very even boring, actually. And limited. You're just eating like 0.001% of the very many options that we have. Yeah. True. So I like to talk about body shaming a lot. Did you ever experience body shaming? And I know people also, after losing weight, people still experience body shaming because people are like, hmm, don't worry, you're still gaining back. So which one was your story? Well, when I lost weight, people were like, oh, do you have HIV? Do you have cancer? Jesus. Um, did somebody die? Did somebody break your heart? Um, so I had a lot of negative feedback. I would say that what really helped me deal with that was the fact that my health was completely transformed. So when I was overweight, I had hormonal imbalance, I had high BP, I had high cholesterol, I had pre-diabetes. Um, I mean, my periods, I had monthly, was supposed monthly periods for a minimum of two weeks to a maximum of three months, non-stop. Um, I had migraines from the pit of hell mm. and um, it's affecting my self-esteem and things. I mean, who goes on a period for a minimum of two weeks as a woman? It's terrible, you know, and I, I went through all of these things for 13 years. Now, when I lost weight, I went from taking multiple pills a day to taking no, no pill at all, like zero. So when I saw the difference in the quality of my life, I was like, God in heaven. I have just been suffering 
for nothing. So what people are saying, man, like, it's me that I know that the person I want to shoot is the way people is pinching So it's not that it didn't hurt, but I knew that there was no how I was going to explain to these people. They didn't understand where I was coming from. So for me, where I am right now is I will not give it up for anything. So what you're talking about is true. They're like, oh, your bum bum has disappeared. Your breast, yes, it's okay. But at least I'm alive. <laughs> I'm not taking pills and wasting money on consultations and doing scans and checking for fibroid. I was not there checking this. Because they're trying to find out why are you bleeding so much? No, no logical scientific reason, you know. The headaches I was always taking, I mean, they started giving me Lexotan so that I could actually not have headache and go to sleep. Yes. So you're not telling me that because, I should, so you want me to not add me because I, so that you'll be happy yeah. about how I look. Oh no, I'm sorry. You're not really that important to me. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion. So I just, after a while, I just stopped entertaining. You know, by the time I see you coming in, this from a distance, you're already doing face, I'm already going towards another direction. I cut you short and I move on. So I would say that after... When I was overweight, um, mm. I would say that the people who were around me were very protective about what they, what they were saying. So nobody ever really came out and said, oh, you are fat or you are whatever, except for that, my ex. But I did have people who didn't know me. They would come, oh, madam, how are you? How are the children? And I was in my early 20s. Which children? <laughs> which who? Which, which, which husband? Um, so for me, I, it made me always feel like I was much, much older than my age, which I looked like. So yeah, it was a, it was quite it was quite an experience. Today when I travel, there's no single time I wasn't on the plane or going through immigration that they are not questioning my age. I'm like, okay, you look like you're seeing university. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And this is also that they were greasing. How are you? had the children? How many years ago? <laughs> um, so it's, it's it's quite an interesting experience. I think that one thing that really helped too was learning how to dress. Yeah. Because for me, even after I lost weight, I was still dressing like somebody who was. You know, so I would still buy big clothes. I would I was just looking very funny. Yeah. You know, so it took a while for my brain to accept that I was no longer a specific size. So it was it's quite an interesting journey. So people see even if you have figure eight, people still come and look for something to see. Definitely. Oh, definitely. You know, I have this um phrase now I say my flaws, my magic. Uh-huh. No ma- your body is not perfect and your body was not meant to be perfect. Yeah, it won't be. So don't come and kill yourself. Because, I mean, you just, you call, so oh, your, your leg is lighter than your face. Your, your face is lighter than your leg. You have stretch marks. Your, your, you have short uh, torso. They will, they, will find, they will find something. They will definitely find something. Especially when you are always on social media. Like, if you have yes. a personal brand, people will definitely find something to say about you. That's true. That's true. So, while we're talking about that, how do you fortify your mind? Because I find that social media trolling has become an occupation for many people full time. And there are people out there who are attacking women and attacking women's bodies. And it's funny that every now and then you find that there are more women attacking other women's bodies than the men. So how we how do we help women fortify their minds and just know that, man, I can't please everybody? Because, of course, not everybody has a very strong or high sense of self. Yes. Well, I think that it's important for you to find the things that keep your mind in place. We all we might not know what it is specifically. If you don't know what it is, then I'll, I'll tell you to take a pause and do your homework. It's very important for you to know the things that make your mind and things that break your mind. The things that fortify your mind, keep them close. The things that break your mind, okay. flee from every appearance of evil. Right. So uh, for me, I would say, because I know it's different things for different people. For some people, it's actually just having a deeper connection with their creator. 
if they pray every morning, they feel like they can take over the world. Okay. For some people, they open the money, they see feeling, they see feeling tired. <laughs> so it's important for you to know what works for you. Uh, so for me, I would say surrounding myself with other people have has really, really helped me. Because I'm seeing them, they can't go back in time. Okay. And I'm seeing the mistakes that they will not make. So I will not make those mistakes. I, I don't even want to even go and do, try and error that, oh, maybe my own will be different. I don't want to know. All of them cannot say my own be different. Let me just accept that if I go down this road, this is what I'm going to get. So that saves me time. Also surrounding myself with people of like minds. So people who have the same vision, similar vision, have the same drive, have the same passion for the people that I spend my time with. I don't have too many friends. I don't have up to 10 friends. And I don't have more than three people that I talk to every week. Right. But those people are very, very significant to me. You know, I have the people who, who are my encouragers, who are my, my believers, who are my resource people, who are my connectors, my networkers. There are about five of them. For me, that's important. For some people, they, they are very people, they like human beings, as in they are extroverts. So they like plenty of people. Like, oh, they want to go, they want to belong to a church, they want to be workers, or they want to belong to like an NGO, they want to give back. They, they get their sense of self from contribution. Do that. So I think what's important actually is self-awareness. You need to know who you are and you need to know what works for you. If, if I remember telling the mentee that, oh, I only have three to five people at my time. She's not started cutting off people from her life. She got, into, she got depressed. I thought I said, when I was telling you that one, <laughs> I was talking about myself. Oh. I didn't say she want to copy and paste. Uh-huh. You are an extrovert. You love people. You love being around people. It makes you happy. If that's what makes you happy, then go and do what makes you happy. Right, so you need to to be very self aware, and you always need to. Feel, we are either growing or dying. Yeah. Right, spiritually, mentally. In fact, every day when you wake up, you're already dying. Self. So your lifespan is already reducing. So it's important for you to feel like you are growing. So what is it that you need to do? So people need to whether it's reading, whether it's challenging themselves. It's important that you're constantly doing that. So I think one of the reasons why people are always feeling low is because they're not feeding their minds enough. Mm. That, that's one thing I've noticed. Once I start feeling discouraged or tired, I, I just go and check my diary and I realize I probably have not read in, in like two days. So if you feel like your mind is, you're learning something new, you're evolving, you're contributing, you always feel good. It's very hard for you to learn something and feel bad. And it's, it's hard. It's, it's like exercise. Yeah. You might not like the exercise process, so the sweating. But after you are done, I don't know anybody who has done this, I felt bad after. <laughs> you, might, you, might, you might not like the exercise process because it's painful. But after, you feel good now. Yeah. The endorphins are there. So I think that's important for yourself. Well, you need to be very self-aware. What is it? You know, and then you need to protect yourself. See, I don't have time for social media trolls. I don't even have time. In fact, in Facebook, that's, like, that's where the account is. <laughs> and before, I used to get very pissed off. Now, I don't really care because I believe in energy. Yeah. And I will do anything to protect my energy. So if you're the kind of person who is always bringing my energy down. I'm not talking to you again. It's not hard. I, my life, I don't have time to please you. You're gone. So if you come on my Facebook, now when people even got put stuff on my Facebook, I don't even see it like maybe like three weeks after when all the people on my friend list or my group has got to even use if you pack your load and leave the Facebook because people will start replying on my behalf, right? But I think that what's important if, what is important is that you know who you are. Yeah. If you are not self-aware, you get easily hurt by what people see. People's people's opinion on you will affect you. Yeah, yeah. 
a lot of times people just think, oh, it's about, I need to, because a lot of people are struggling with self-esteem issues and they're overweight. So they think, oh, I just need to lose this weight and everything will be fine. Everything will not be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Everything will not be fine if you don't take care of your mental well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Your mental well-being is, it's also that thing that helps you not to gain the weight back. Exactly. Exactly. So you must do that work of digging deep. And people will say something, you will still be hurt. Yes, yeah. you will pepper them gang. Exactly. You will be the lady in the red dress. You wear the little black dress, everything. And you will still be sad. You will start to be depressed, self. More depressed than when you were fat. So it's not really about that. It's not really about that. Exactly. And you know why the depression is worse? is because you've gotten to that point where you thought everything was going to be okay. And everything is not okay. Exactly. So where do you go from here? Exactly. Yes. So you need to dig deep. You need to create a routine or a ritual of self-awareness. You know, do that excavation work. Everything that fortifies you mentally, find it. And fight for it. Yeah. I th- <laughs> In the last episode where I talked to Yekenon, we talked about the fact that people just want to get to the, to the ocean or to the sea and stand at the riverbank. We don't want to put our feet into the water and go deeper. Go deeper, get wet. You know, it's where the fun is. It's where life is, actually. Uh, Knowing yourself is so important. Yeah. If you had to lose 40 kg again, what would you do differently? Nothing. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. And I I say nothing because of the way way that I learn. Well, I would say, okay, I would have gotten a trainer. I would have gotten... Because a lot of things I did were if I tried on Europe. Because yeah. I knew nothing about health. I knew nothing about nutrition. I was just trying my luck and then using Google as my guide. Yeah. So ideally, I would say, okay, I would have gotten a health coach or a nutritionist or a dietitian to at least shorten my learning curve. But all of the things that I learned about myself, about food, about my mind, about my life, about everything, I learned because I didn't know anything. And I didn't have any help. So if I take that away, I wouldn't be here. So unfortunately, I don't want to change anything. <laughs> now i think one of the things i need to draw people's attention to is the fact that losing weight is not just about the dress you know you shared that you had a lot of health issues before you lost weight and right now they're no longer there so sometimes it may just be the little sign that you have maybe that or oh, you have this tingling sensation somewhere or you always have migraines or you feel all of a sudden you just you have these sensations of um anxiety every now and then you know, it may just be changing what you're eating. That would be your process of recovery for a lot of people. Yep. But like we said, we want to enjoy life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Remy. So I'm going to ask, what does life beyond the dress size mean to you? Gosh, life beyond the dress size for me would mean mental stamina. It would mean mental strength. It would mean self-awareness and being all-powerful. I mean, for me, at the end of the day, I don't care how you look. If your mind is not fortified, you're in so much danger. You're going to lose so much. So um, life beyond the dress for me, when I close my eyes and think about it, I'm thinking of a fortified mind. Thank you. I was meditating on that. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. I had a really good time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I find it really interesting that this particular series on recovery through nutrition, the guests have been saying almost the same thing. You know, Remy shared that one of the ways to ensure that you are not just losing weight, but are taking care of your whole body and, you know, protecting your energy is your mental well-being. 
your mental well-being. And if you had listened to Tolu's episode, you would remember that Tolu also said the same thing, that she finds that when she's actively engaged in a way that, you know, fulfills purpose for her, in a way that she feels she's fulfilling purpose, she has a sense of mental well-being you know so find what works for you what what gives you that sense of peace that sense of you know fulfillment that sense of oh i'm contributing find yours so don't just focus on the weight loss well-being is key well-being is key and then at some point for a lot of people weight loss may be multidisciplinary so i don't want you to keep looking at oh how many calories can i count um what's the meal plan looking like remember that meal plans are a dime and dozen and if it was just about meal plans nobody will be struggling with their weight so i hope you have enjoyed this episode and i can't wait to also read reviews and love notes from this episode go ahead and share this with your friends don't forget to subscribe leave a review and let me know what you think about this episode and let me know what you would like to learn what you would like to hear on beyond the dress size podcast thank you for listening i love you and thank you all for the support i don't take it for granted i love you all bye